This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark, and on today's episode, we are speaking with Shannon Spring, an animal communicator. And so we're going to find out what she does, how she does it, and her favorite cases right after these commercial messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I have my guest today, Shannon Spring. Hi, Shannon. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you doing? We are doing pretty well. It's been a wild and crazy New Year's, but here we are in 2019, and you are our first interview of the New Year. So congratulations and thank you. Thank you for having Uh, me. Oh, we're delighted to have you. We actually met at, interestingly enough, a Sarasota event that was talking about Ouija boards. Right. It was actually pretty interesting because I'm not quite sure how our conversation started, but I think right in the middle of the session, we were making our Ouija boards and talking about them. And and you turned around and we started talking about animal communication. So you're perfect for this show. So let me let me start off by asking, how long have you been doing animal communication? Longer than I had realized. I have professionally been out of the closet for a year and I had been doing it on my own without knowing it with my own dogs. So with my own dogs visiting me in dreams, having premonitions, and then just practicing with friends, pets, and I finally started putting myself out there and getting some real cold cases. (laughs) Oh, that's wild. So, I mean, how did you get started? You said dreams and premonitions, but what really led you to understand that you were an animal communicator? It's funny, after I had posted a lot of my own stories on Facebook, people were saying, wow, this is really unusual. And it was sort of normal to me, but then I started realizing this is unique. And I was actually talking with a professional psychic who's not an animal communicator. She does human spirits. And I actually do both, which sets me apart from some other animal communicators. And she said, Shannon, you're an animal communicator and you don't yet know it. And that got me very excited. And that's when I started signing up to take some mediumship training. Most of my training was with human spirits. And then I also went over to Findhorn, Scotland and studied animal and nature communication. And that's when it really blew wide open. So... How do you know that you're an animal communicator? I mean, what was the indicator for your mentors do that way? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm picking up on messages from my own animals and other people's animals. Do you want me to share a story with you or? Sure. Let's start with the story. Okay. So I started off actually teaching animal kindness classes. My dogs and I would visit schools and we talk all about being kind to animals. 
And I was telling a story about my dog, Ducky, who is a black dog who's in heaven, was sharing with kids about how black dogs have a hard time getting adopted, how I really miss Ducky, how she had just passed. And within 24 hours of Ducky passing, I also, I saw two rainbow colored orbs, like dancing cubes of light in front of me. And that was so exciting to me because I knew it was Ducky coming to visit. Then it got kicked up a huge notch when I was teaching the summer camp. And I was talking about Ducky and was about to introduce a clip on a wildlife communicator named Anna Breitenbach. And as I was introducing this clip, I said, I really miss Ducky. I hear from her all the time. And I turned around to play this clip on YouTube and up out of nowhere came a photograph of my dog Ducky in heaven. <laughs> oh, and wow. I hadn't queued it up. It wasn't on my home screen. It was a photo I hadn't seen in years. And the kids all started chanting, Ducky, Ducky, it's Ducky coming down from heaven to tell her mama that she loves her. And we all smiled and enjoyed it. Then the photograph went away. The kids would chant her name. The photograph would reappear. And this went on for a good five minutes. Um, and I actually have a little snippet of it uh, on my Facebook page, Mayor Puppy Pants, where I had the, the kid kind of reenact what happened. And we showed the photograph that um, Ducky, my dog from heaven, literally came in as a guest speaker to teach animal communication. <laughs> Oh, that's wild. So your own pets are, it's nice when they help you out, right? Yes. Yeah, my dog, I have two dogs here on earth. And then my spirit team, I've got nine dogs up in heaven. And one of the teachers at school let me practice on her. So we did her dog who had developed some aggression issues. So the okay. way that I knew that I was an animal communicator is because I sat down to talk to animals. And I actually do all of my work so far by photograph. So I do it in okay. private. I tune into their spirit. I listen to some hemi-sync music, which aligns the right and left brain. And I start communicating just like I'm having a conversation with you now. I have a conversation with a photograph on my iPad of either an animal or a human. And I started talking with her dog. And I said, I understand that you your personality has changed a little bit. No judgment. We're just trying to figure out um, maybe why you're starting to have some aggression. Can you tell me about that? And the dog showed me a poison sign, the skull and bones. And I said, okay, well, that's the poison symbol. What is it that's poisonous in your environment? And she said, my food. So I said, well, what food is this? So I ended up getting the food. And it turns out that her food had the phenobarbital drug in it, had the euthanasia drug. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the dog was literally eating poison. And I relayed this to the mom. So how did the dog know she was eating poison? That's her sixth sense. And that's their awareness. And one of the greatest misconceptions that people have of their pets is that their knowledge is limited. They have unlimited knowledge. They often uh, recommend supplements to me that they need in their diet. And keep in mind that science was one of my worst subjects. <laughs> okay. <So the laughs> medical information is not coming from Shannon's brain. It's coming from a deeper place. Uh, I had another dog who was developing aggression issues, and it's because he was going blind. And he said that to me. It was like, well, look at my eye. And sure enough, he was going blind in, I don't remember his left or right eye, but the dog showed me this. Um, they often tell me what's lacking in their diet. So the messages are coming from them. So how do the messages work? Is yeah. it something that's in your mind that you're hearing from them? I have clairaudience, clairvoyance, and clairsentience, so it's a feeling. I hear words loudly, and I also get images. So the skull and bones was an image. One time, a dog was showing me that there was domestic violence in the house, and he gave me both an image. They sometimes will dress themselves up in costumes to represent emotions. So they're not literally wearing these costumes, but I had a dog one time appear to me in a night costume, and he was flipping up and down the mask. 
And I said, well, what's that about? And he said, danger, danger. There's danger everywhere. And then I audibly heard, check the husband. Okay. So, so they know us better than anybody knows us. That's something also that people don't understand that our dogs really kind of know, excuse me, not just so I say dogs a lot because I'm a dog mom. All I'm speaking of all animals here. So please know that you can substitute any animal. Um, I don't mean to be speciesist. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a real term that I learned myself. So that's a real thing. But they know things about our past. They know our hopes and dreams. They can also sometimes give us the best life advice we've ever gotten. It's really pretty wild. Once you understand that energy is energy, whether it's a bird, a turtle, a tree, or a human being, and that energy never dies, it's like downloading information from a cloud. So I get my information in symbols, words, messages, sometimes songs, movie titles, cartoon characters. You oh, name wow. It. Yeah. You said you do. I have recently acquired a tortoise. Uh, her <laughs> name is Artemisia. And it is like having a little old cranky person living in the house. So <laughs> I may have to talk to you afterwards. <laughs> They are very unusual. So all species, so it, it doesn't matter if it's reptile or rodent or canine, they're all communicating. It doesn't matter. And it's fact, it's funny. At the same event that I met you, I met a woman who had a turtle and she said to me, can you do a turtle? And I caught myself and I quickly answered the question correctly and said, I don't see why not. And okay. her turtle, there's actually a video about that on my website, uh, shannonspring.com, that the turtle was actually one of my most interesting cases. And I had to get over my own judgment of thinking that a turtle wouldn't have as much to say as maybe a dog or a cat. And mm -hmm. boy, was I wrong. And I always ask my clients to give me a few questions to ask of their animals. I only ask the most basic of questions of them so that I'm not gaining information other than their name, the photograph, um, their age, and who lives in the household. That's basically all I ask. And of course, what is the challenge? If they're having a challenge, what is the challenge? Um, okay. Other than that, I ask my clients to provide me with some questions that they have of the animals. One of the questions that I ask of all the animals, regardless of how happy they are, is what they need to be happier. And so I tuned in with this turtle and the mom wanted to know what does he need to be happier and how does he feel about his dog siblings? Those are only two of the things sounds like you've got your doggy talking. <laughs> Mine are loudly chewing bones in the background. <laughs> okay, if you're not aware, I, my, I still have a grumble in the background and there is not much I can do with them. <laughs> um, I, I can talk loudly and I, I can tell you what uh, the turtle came through and shared, which is pretty wild. Oh yeah, I'd love to hear it. So I asked the turtle, I said, what do you, and again, keep in mind, I am talking to my iPad, same as I'm talking to you now with the photograph of the turtle and having a very real conversation. And I said, what is it that you need to be happier? And how do you feel about your dog siblings? First question, he shows me a huge birthday party with streamers and balloons. And it had okay. his name and I'll alter his name for privacy purposes. It said Bert's birthday party. And I thought, okay, this is weird even for me. This turtle wants a birthday party. This is crazy, right? Okay, look, I'm not a birthday party, okay. It turns out it's not so crazy. And then I said, how do you feel about your dog siblings? And he said, I'm not treated equally. I wanna be on the same playing field as Ooh. the dogs, wanna be treated equally. So I deliver after tuning into the animals, I then do all of my messages. I deliver the messages via video chat. So okay. I'm video chatting with the mom. She kind of gets some tears in her eyes. And I said, well, what is it? And she said, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I can't believe he knows. She said, Bert's birthday was two weeks ago and we didn't do anything for him. And just last week, we threw a huge birthday party for all the dogs. <laughs> oh no, okay. <laughs> so it was like, I mean, I, I love it because it's a game for me. It's fun for me. None right. of the readings are ever the same. 
And, you know, you think that your turtle's feelings didn't get hurt because he didn't have a birthday party? They did. And I think once you become aware of that, it's sort of the good news and the bad news. The good news is, yes, our animals are always talking with us all the time. And, you know, the bad news is I better start paying attention to their feelings more because they really are picking up on all the different things that are going on in the household, which is funny because you see all of these scientists doing these studies as to whether or not animals have feelings or emotions or thoughts. And it's like, come on. They're a little behind us, right? They need to be listening to Paranormal Pets, where we've been talking about animal sentience for quite some time now. Like the turtle then continued to give me a run for my money because he told me a joke. And the joke was on me. I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's just ironic. Years and years ago, I went to a human psychic and she was pretty good. And then at the end, she started laughing. And I was like, oh, what's so funny? And she said, oh, my dogs just told me a joke. And I thought, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> like her dog just told her a joke. That's insane, man. And I was the biggest dog lover ever. And I didn't believe they could tell jokes. So boy, did, you know, karma served that up to me. And it was well, it was a welcome serving of karma. Because one of the questions that she had of her turtle was, how does he feel about his food? Okay, simple question. So rather than just saying he likes it or he doesn't like it or shrugging it, he makes a joke. He shows me an image of himself eating a piece of lettuce. I have no <laughs> idea about turtles. I've never had one, know nothing about them. Shows they me love lettuce. Yes. yes. He shows me a piece of himself eating lettuce. And then he says, let us have more variety. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> And she said that she, when he was younger, she used to give him all different types of food. And for a long time now, he'd only been getting lettuce. So he got sick of it. So I don't want to make this whole thing about the turtle, but he had a lot to say as well as all the other animals I've worked with. That is awesome, actually. What we're going to do, I want to hear more stories. So we're going to pause here. We're going to put in a few commercial messages. And then when we get back, let's hear, let's hear some more of your really interesting cases. Fantastic. Thank you. All right, we'll be back right after this. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back. So we are here with Shannon Spring. We are talking about 
her most interesting animal communications, actually, and I'm, I'm fascinated with the turtle and tortoise. As I said, I've got Artemisia, and she's a, a cranky old lady, so I may be consulting you after the show to say what this one needs. But so, what are some of the other really interesting cases that you've had, or, or unique yeah. things that stand out? Um, I'll tell you, it's funny because when pe- sometimes people describe their animals as cranky, and maybe they legitimately are, like some people, or maybe there's some issue going on. Sometimes maybe it's a medical issue. Sometimes it's there's been a change in the household. But I actually worked with one dog who one of the reasons that the mom hired me is that she said that her dog really didn't like other dogs and really didn't like other people. So I talked to this dog and said, hey, you know, what's going on here? And it was really funny. He almost seemed like that old, you know, grandpa that you have that smokes and drinks. <laughs> and um, and he, he basically said, look, I don't like everybody. You don't like everybody. Why do they insist that I have to like everybody? And it was a whole new perspective because you constantly see people scolding their pets for not liking other dogs or other people. And man, you know, we don't want somebody to do that to us. There's certain people I don't want to sit next to. (laughs) There's certain people I don't want to invite over. And they are the exact same way. So we really need to honor that. And of course, also check in with them. Is this normal for you? Are you naturally grouchy? Are you happy being grouchy? Some people, some animals are quite content being grouchy. For others of them, we need to eliminate that there might be a medical problem or maybe there's something going on in the house. I can tell you something funny that my own pets did. I was looking at them, Kermit and Mayor Puppy Pants. And <laughs> Mayor Puppy Pants, actually, true story, became the first dog mayor of St. Pete. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He did. He did. So anyway, so prior to going to get a massage at an energy healer, so she was also an intuitive, I looked okay. at my dog and I said, gosh, you guys, I so wish you could give mommy a massage. I wish you could rub my back. I said, I know you would if you had thumbs. I go to the masseuse, she finishes the massage, and she looks at me and says, oh, by the way, Shannon, your dogs want you to know that, yes, if they had thumbs, they said they'd give you a massage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so, sweet. Yeah, they're, um, they're really quite amazing. I had another person, somebody I volunteered with at a shelter, and she had lost her beloved pet. And we wanted to tune into him. And she was a skeptic, not a cynic. The cynic is that you don't want to deal with them. But the skeptics, that's fine. You're welcome to doubt me and we'll prove it with evidence. So the first thing that the dog showed me were white daisies, lots and lots of white daisies. And I didn't know yet what that was. And then he showed me a tiki totem pole. And you can't see my hand, but I'm moving it up and down. So he showed me the tiki totem pole going up, down, up, down. Mom and I talking by video chat. I had three pages worth of information from this dog. I write quite furiously. Then I type up my messages and you get an email copy so you can properly process all the messages. And she said, Shannon, you could stop right there. And I said, well, I have three more pages. And she said, you just gave me the gift of a lifetime. I said, what did I say? She said, nobody knows this. She said, but on Bella's grave, she said, I put white daisies all over her grave. And then she said, and we kept building a tiki totem pole in the backyard and she kept digging it up. <laughs> oh, no. So that was the totem pole. And then it was super cool. This woman also wanted to know, is her dog with her mom in heaven? Mm-hmm. Now, the easy answer for me, of course, is to say yes. Right. Not only because everybody wants to hear that, but also because I know it's true. If you have beloved pets, they're going to be with your beloved loved one. But that's not good enough for me. I don't want to just say yes and humor her. I want the real deal. So I had to ask the questions of this dog. I know that her mom is up there. Can you show me that her mom is up there? So the dog is processing what I'm saying and the client's head, now this is going to sound bizarre, the client's head is like popping into heaven as I'm communicating with her pet. So I said to Bella, the dog, I said, do you see Tina's mom up there? 
the dog looks from side to side, shows me the dog's grandmother, the client's mom, and exclaims, double mom. <laughs> Cutest thing in the world. It was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got this mom and then I've got that mom. I've got both moms. And the dog was so excited. So that was super cool to me because I can't legitimately, I wouldn't in good faith be able to just say, yeah, your mom's up there too. I need for the animal to show that to me. And the animals deliver. The animals always, always deliver. Are they more reliable, do you think, than humans? I would say that they have less self-consciousness, less worries. And, and it's super cute, man. Tying back to the theme of humor about them being able to tell jokes and have a sense of humor. There were two dogs that I worked with and they were siblings. I did the first sibling. Then I go into the second sibling and the second sibling says, well, did I do better than Caleb? Sibling <laughs> <laughs> like, rivalry always. It doesn't matter the species. <laughs> the human dynamics of did I did I do better and then another dog I tuned in with it was super funny I assured him I said look nobody's in trouble we're doing this for fun and to find out why you're doing some of these behaviors so this is why I'm here so I said nobody's in trouble and then I joked with him I said well maybe the human the human might be in trouble and this dog thought that was the funniest thing in the world just <laughs> you know you're not you're not in trouble but mom might be wow that See, now this is, I think, where people really need to hear this sort of thing. One thing I find really interesting with paranormal pets, and I, I have the paranormal pugs page, is that, you know, folks are always questioning what happens to their pets, you yeah. know, and one of the, the most common paranormal topics that I get, and I have to keep telling people, one, your family will always show up. So, you know, be nice to your, your relatives, because <laughs> they'll show up. And the second thing is that usually, yes, pets will show up. To me, it seems like the average is a little bit stronger for dogs than cats, but cats show up as well. But, you know, that indeed, you know, the, these pets, and I get stories, I get, you know, folks saying, you know, I had to put my beloved dog to sleep. And, yes. you know, that night I heard the collar jingling, you know, the dog used to walk yes. down the hall. You know, I'm like, yeah, because they're, they're checking on you. They're making sure you're okay. You know, I find that animals are usually much more willing to cross over. They're, they're cooler with it than we are. We're all freaked out. Um, they don't but, really fear their own deaths, it seems. No, I, I think they... I have to say I admire animals for that. I have to say I've learned a lot from my own pets. And uh, I have pocket pets, in particular rats, which, you know, they live very short lives, but they live hard and they, lo they love life. I mean, but they're, they're about two and a half years, you know. <laughs> so I go through these cycles with the pocket pets and people keep saying, well, I don't understand why, you know, they die when they're two and a half or three years old and how can you deal with that? But, you know, they accept it. And they're so much better about it than we are. You know, and I, I try to explain they're so joyful. They're yes. joyful they're alive and they're yes. okay when they pass. You know, so I kind of, I think what you're talking about and I hope what the theme of the, the general podcast is, is maybe providing some comfort for people. I and think it's very important. Yeah, people harbor a lot of guilt. That's one of the reasons people reach out to me is they, and myself included, when I reached out to animal communicators, harboring some guilt. And not only do they forget us right away but a lot of the things that we feel like we need to be forgiven for we don't yeah. i also found it very interesting the first time i ever had a dog show me what he was doing up in heaven and that was a little odd to me obviously because i have no no way to quote prove what anybody's doing up in heaven except for the fact that when i get enough evidence of who the dog was on earth mm -hmm. even telling me things like what their human's favorite color was i had one dog that kept saying mom purple dress mom in a purple dress and there was a beloved photo of the mom in a purple dress with him and he showed me up in heaven him 
<laughs> the dog's name was Bingo. He showed me riding a school bus. And I was like, well, this is odd. You're up in heaven. Why are you riding a school bus? And he just gave me the biggest, most joyful smile and said, well, I like learning new things up here. And oh. that was amazing to me. And something, talk about paranormal, paranormal. I was working with a dog recently. And um, I usually don't work with animals that have very recently passed. I tell people to kind of allow three to six months to allow their spirit to have made the transition. Mm -hmm. But because I didn't know that this dog had just passed, I agreed to do the reading. And it was actually a, an acquaintance friend of mine, like an online Facebook friend who I'm very fond of. So I agreed to do the reading, didn't know that the pet had recently passed. I tuned into the pet, same process I do with all my other readings. She'd give me lots and lots of information on her life here, how dandelions were magical to her mom. And it turns out that the mom never let the gardeners pluck the dandelions. <laughs> oh, wow. And But then the dog said, clearly, Beetlejuice. And I went... Beetlejuice. Obviously, I knew that was a movie, but I hadn't seen it in years and years and years. So that night, I knew my homework was to sit down and watch Beetlejuice. Because I uh -huh. said to the mom, and I was pretty sure the answer was no, I said, does the movie Beetlejuice mean anything to you? And she said, yeah, you know, it's a good movie, but no, no meaning to me. Right, so okay. there's always a meaning to it. You just have to figure it out. And I sat down, I watched the movie Beetlejuice. And sure enough, there's a prop in the movie that's a book. And the book is The Guide for the Newly Deceased. So oh, wow. That was the pet's way of saying, I just passed. I am newly deceased, Beetlejuice. And then there was even a school in the movie that said Miss Shannon's School, which is my name. <laughs> and, you know, I teach animal communication to children. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. It was like a little shout out from the dog. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. Well, as we are kind of wrapping up this episode, let me ask you, do you have a, a general advice regarding animal communication, when to use it, when people should try and consult you? Absolutely. Uh, so there's a couple things I would say on that. Number one, remember that your pets are always mirroring you. So okay. whatever their issues are, physical, emotional, psychological, your, our pets are often mirroring us. I would say write down a list of your pet's good and bad qualities and see how you mimic each other. There's a lot to learn from that. Reach mm -hmm. out to an animal communicator. Number one, you can simply do it for fun to build your bond. Say, what do you need to be happier? What am I missing out on that you're constantly telling me? Um, mm -hmm. Number two, is there something that has changed in your animal medically or emotionally? And, um, you know, the third reason would be if you're making big decisions in your life, maybe you're thinking about adding a new pet to the family. Maybe you're going to be moving, changing jobs, and you want to find out what this animal's feelings are on it. I can tell you that they're already on to what you're doing. So check in with an animal communicator who's of integrity. I have a thing on my website that says, if I don't feel like I have a strong connection, I'm not going to charge you. And that's never happened. I myself one time paid an animal communicator 400 bucks. And it was horrible. <laughs> okay. But I was in extreme grief. And so I, I paid that to her. I think you need to deliver or you don't have the right to take somebody's money. I also would love to add in, because this is super important, that our pets really are sensitive to our lifestyle choices. So if you're in a bad relationship, look at how it's affecting your pets. I had one pet, I hate to say dog again, but it was a dog who really wanted his mom to quit smoking. And it was very loving. He showed me the image of instead of her picking up a cigarette, her leaning down and picking him up and inhaling him instead. And really quite adorable. So I actually broke up with a boyfriend because my dog looked so sad. Yeah, we were <laughs> one time and I looked over and I was like, you know what? She can't get up and walk out of this room like I can. So I'm going to go ahead and say bye-bye. <laughs> 
for you. Well, you know, people do. And, and there are new studies coming out that indicate that if a pet doesn't like a person, there really is something wrong with that person. Absolutely right. And they're seeing and hearing. And I had to I had to say my bad the other day to Kermit. We were in the dog park and Kermit was barking and barking. It was very odd. I, I said, Kermit, there's nothing here, buddy. There's nothing here. And then I said, oh, my bad. You're probably seeing and hearing and smelling stuff. I'm not. <laughs> That's right. Well, how can people get in contact with you if they'd like to learn more about what you do? You can reach me at Shannon Spring, just like the season, shannonspring.com, two N's. And you can also reach me at Facebook, Mayor Puppy Pants, M-A-Y-O-R, Puppy Pants. And uh, that's how you can get a hold of me. My main job is uh, doing humor workshops. So you can reach me at justhumorme.com also. <laughs> you, I am literally all over the internet. <laughs> you can't that's, all, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for once again being our first interview for 2019. And I am looking forward to actually hearing this podcast myself because there's just so much information in here. We want to wish our viewers a happy new year. If you are in this area, I will be doing a, a tour of Art Lofts on February the 16th. Uh, we're doing a ghost tour out there again. And as always, if you have questions, comments, stories, things you want to learn about, things you want me to research please feel free to send in otherwise i'm going to wish you a happy haunting and a happy new year pet life radio presents paranormal pets where you can always expect the unexpected each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters ghosts Totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.